means you are believable of God's word and believe in life. You know what? Humanity is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu Essien. God bless you. Father, we just thank you. We just give you praise and glory. We thank you because the entrance of your word gives light and understanding. We just ask you to have your way, Holy Ghost, to take charge of this meeting, to do what man cannot do, to open our eyes to the truth of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How are you guys doing? How is it going? I'm pretty excited to be here. Glory to Jesus. Okay, so today we're going to be uh, dealing with a few things. We're going to be teaching on one or two things that I believe are extremely important. You know, there's a prayer point that we always pray in our meetings, Ephesians 1.17. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, we grant to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. That prayer point is extremely important for you to grasp things spiritually because when the word of God is taught, have you ever seen how people are taught God's word but they're not acting, they're not living it because it doesn't dawn on them. You know, I always say that someone shouting glory <laughs> in a meeting is not the evidence, it's not the proof that the person understood anything you said. You know, there's what we call excitement when the word is being shared. Oh, glory! I'm walking in power. <laughs> I'm walking miracles. You leave that place, you see a madman, you just take the other side. Uh, you're walking in something else, not power. It's not power you're walking in. So definitely, it's people are very emotional about these things. But when you think about it, the revelation of God's word is something that dawns on you. You see, it's actually in the place where it dawns on you that it changes you. Has it ever happened to you that there's something you were meditating on or something? It just dawned, oh, you know, that oh moment. And it's at that point that you were able to truly understand that thing because it leaves where it's just mere knowledge on the pages of your Bible or words in a sermon that a preacher said that it now becomes a reality that you live. And we are very, very much after the reality of our Christianity, not just the pages in the Bible. It's good when you have lots of knowledge, but the reality. Sometimes some people accuse me, say, maybe I'll be saying, eh, that verse, that verse. That verse, find me that verse or something like that. Ah, this man don't know, know side Bible. And I ask, I say, you wait, submit the Bible. Can you even cast out the devil? You that you know the Bible very, very well. How, how, can you walk in word of knowledge? Can you heal the sick? Can you do anything? No, they can't. Many times that's the case. Now, it's wonderful if you are a scripture worm, like you're a scripture worm, and at the same time, you walk in these things. Kudos to you. Some of us have tried over the years. And yeah, we remember scripture, but sometimes it's like, ah, which verse, which verse, which verse? And then there's the crucifixion that follows. Glory to Jesus. But there'll be no crucifixion tonight. Amen. We're just going straight into God's word. So I want to start by saying that many Christians actually believe that, you know, Christianity is blind faith. That is not just Christians. Many people believe that Christianity is based on what we call blind faith. Right? Now, I remember that we, when we spoke on faith, the faith series, we said that we have the faith of God. We have God's own faith, meaning that we have the ability of God to believe anything, right? To believe anything. But you know that belief is still based on something. Belief will still be based on something. Even if you have the faith of God as a force, right? That can believe anything. You will still believe for something to happen. You will focus that energy on something, right? Now, 
human faith works a bit differently. Human faith has a lot to do with um, evidence, right? Natural evidence. Natural what evidence? I would say the supernatural faith, God's own faith has a lot to do with supernatural evidence. Human faith has a lot to do with human evidence. In other words, I see this thing in the natural, therefore I what I believe it. I see this in the natural and therefore I believe it. We've been told that we were given God's faith to believe. Now, some people take it that because of that, it means that we now suspend every form of rational or thought or anything that has to do with the Christian faith. is not, not necessary. Thinking is not necessary. Reasoning is not necessary after all. It's just faith. I have God's faith. So I just believe. But no, even God's faith, actually. It, now look at this. There is a fact that God's faith allows you to believe. Right? There's, there are facts, logical facts that God's faith allows you to believe in the Christian work. God doesn't just want you to run on, oh, I believe, I believe. And, you know, I know we quote something like um, when Thomas wanted to know, he said he won't believe till he puts his hand like this. You know, there are less of Thomases in the world. Fortunately, unfortunately, today in the world that we live in, our world is a Thomas kind of world. It's a world where people will not believe till they do that. And you know the funny, there are people who have actually done that in our world today. They have choked the thing. In fact, they even <laughs> licked it. <laughs> they licked the wound of the hand of Jesus. They saw the maybe they even tried to squeeze their head through the hole. And they still came out on the other side and said, I don't believe and everything. We have human beings who are just like that. It's, it's quite sad. But that's the truth. That's the reality of the world age and day we live in. Is it an age of unbelief, an age where evidence is never enough all right but god does not leave himself without a witness god wants you to believe in him but then he also left basis for you to believe there are, there are reasons for you to believe there are things that are out there in the world that enable you to believe that there is a god right aha that there is a god now i'm not one of those people that also likes to get into endless long debates and everything but there are basics a believer should know there are things you should know about the fact that your your faith is founded on some certain things your faith is not ephemeral it's not something that just happens and oh i believe i believe based on what nothing i just have a feeling i have a hunch no our faith is not based on feelings our faith is based on rational logical facts things that can be reasoned out glory to god they can be reasoned out and even the ones that cannot be reasoned out like things like when we say god is three in one or something like that, actually they can be reasoned out from scripture you can actually scripture is the reasoning process behind god if you want to understand god's thoughts god's thought process scriptures give you sufficient evidence of of the kind of god that you serve his rationale his thought process god is god is rational as much as he believes and calls things that be not as though they were you understand there is still a rationale behind god and there is a basis for your faith glory to god there is a basis for your faith all right so god doesn't leave himself without a witness romans chapter 1 verse 18 romans 1 18 let's let's look at that it says for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of god is manifest in them or known to them for god has shown it to them are you seeing this he's saying that that what is to be known of God is actually out there, that there's actually enough proof or evidence to say that there is a God that is known to them. That So the idea that there is God is a common fact. It's not something that is hidden from the world. It's not as, you know, the world likes to paint this picture of God as this sketchy, we don't know if he exists or not, we're not sure, kind of nonsense. But it's a lie. That's actually 
is a sin against the human intellect to say that you don't know there is a God. In fact, because the Bible tells us that the fool is the one that says there's no God. The fool is the one who says there's no God. If you don't, if you say there's no God, you're actually a fool according to the Bible. You're a fool. That's all. Why? Because the way God created your brain, right? If God made you, as some people say in his image, whether whichever one, but he made you at least with a mind like he also has, that you should be able to look at things you know, make deductions, calculate here and there, one plus one is called you should be able to put things together. Everything around you is being put together to say that there is a God. So when you cannot draw that rational conclusion by yourself, by looking around and everything and making calculations, therefore, Bible classifies you in one very wonderful space and calls you a fool. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen. So the invisible things, because obviously God is invisible, God is not visible, but it says that the invisible things of God, right, can be seen or the footprints or markings of God can be seen clearly, clearly. So God is not saying you can maybe see me, you can try to see me. He's saying clearly you can actually see the visible imprints of God. You can see the visible markings of God. The fact that God exists is extremely clear. Again, it's extremely clear. It says, being understood. So this is how we comprehend that God exists. By the things that are made. I seen that. So it says, the invisible thing of him from creation of the world. So when the world was made, these things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So it means that we can look at the things that were made, right? Look at nature, look at creation, look at the sun, moon, star, look at the position of everything. It's called, we call it intelligent design. You can look at all those things and come to a conclusion that there is a God. You can come to a conclusion, a safe conclusion that God exists. It is, let me use the word intellectual suicide. You know, today they say intellectual suicide is when you actually say there's a God. But no, intellectual suicide, according to God's word, is when you look at everything and say that there is no God. That is what we call intellectual suicide or stupidity or foolishness. No. So I'm saying some of this is because we are in this day and age where we have even people in secondary school, students, you know, I always say that if there's, if there's a place to believe in God, is Nigeria. <laughs> Here in Africa, so there, they can still say there's no God because in their mind, the witch has no power, but they don't understand all those things. Of course, they are being murmured, left, right, center. Is in your own, see, Satan does not respect your own belief. Let me see this. Satan does not respect your own belief. You know, in us, us Christians, we have unbelief in Satan because we believe in something greater. The unbeliever does not believe in that stuff, right? Or many of them don't. Today, we see many of them don't, but it doesn't mean anything. Satan is not threatened by your unbelief. <laughs> no, the Bible says even the demons know that there's a God and they tremble. They know. So when you, you don't know and you refuse to know that Satan, ah, it doesn't care. But in Africa here, ah, glory to God. In Africa here, so much, the, the footprint of Satan is so evident that the person that will look at witchcraft, look at all, look and still come to a, and in quote, rational conclusion that there is no God needs to be laid bare you know, in fall to see and flog with a double-edged plank or something like that. Because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, honestly. It just doesn't make sense. Notice what I'm saying sense. Because the truth is that it's something that logical. Today, logic has been defied. People have come to teach you how to think. They've come to teach you how to think, to tell you that there is nothing like uh, that to believe in God is wrong or that is not intellectual, it's not logical. No, it is the most logical thing to do. It is the most logical thing, you know, to have, to look around you and see an organized world and say, no, there is a God. Something beyond man put me on this planet. Something beyond man formed this place. 
and puts me here to look at yourself how well composed you are even from a cellular level and everything to say that look i i believe i'm fearfully and wonderfully made that is very 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 rational god has left footprints of himself so when you, you say i don't believe and everything well you are just sorry you're foolish that's how we just put it you're very very foolish you understand that's the worldly reasoning your lies the world's kind of reason to get into that your head and it's not going to get you anywhere because okay actually it's going to get you somewhere it's going to send you to hell <laughs> so it's going to send you <laughs> they don't sell return tickets so for unfortunately they don't they, i'm telling you I, the last time i checked it they don't they don't even give refunds like when you get there they don't even <laughs> okay so now that we've established that and destroyed that kind of foolishness let's see so Christianity is very reasonable. God doesn't leave himself without a witness. Now, the resurrection also has a witness. Everything can be true. Because it's not just that God left a witness of himself that I am God. <laughs> There's God. Yes. Wonderful. But then, what Satan now does is that, say, okay, if you guys think, okay, you finally forget out there's a God, right? You didn't fall for my irrational nonsense. You now say, okay, there's a God. Fine. I'm going to confuse you so you will not know which one. So he now brings religion, Buddhism, Islam, Muslim, Max, all of them, Taoism, so many. So if you now manage to figure out that one, you say, ah, somehow, somehow you're like, no, no, Jesus is the way, Christian, because there's actually sufficient evidence for Christ. There's what separates Christ from religions, right? There's what separates him from, from the different religions. There's what separates our faith from others. There's, there are logical, clearly thought out things that separate us from them that you can look and think out clearly and say okay this is the way but even aside that there's still some other things that god gave us to convince people when even when the logic you know because there's only so much to someone that's thinking even when the person is still confused there are things that god has put but let's now say that the person okay fine i believe that is christianity then you now have the different ones in christianity so there's the mormons latter-day saints there's the Jehovah Witnesses, there's different kinds of fakes before you now get to true Christians <laughs> who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, died and rose again. I mean, there's still that nonsense. So, the point is, to, before you get there, there's so many different things that are roadblocks that have been put in the way, you understand, to, to distract you and keep you off the path. But then, the point is that God has left a witness. He has left a witness. He has left reasons. There are reasons to be thought out. There are things you can actually reason. There are things. Your, your faith is not something that cannot be reasoned out. You cannot sit down and logically discern and say, okay, this is why I believe. In fact, we see the Bible tells us that 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, but sanctify the Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone else. One version says, to give everyone an answer to everyone who asks you of a reason for the hope that is in you. So, the Bible here is telling us that we should be ready to give every man an answer to reason with people. They say, why are you born again? You should have a reason. I, I just believe there's a God. There's a God. I just believe in God. I just have faith in God. I just have conviction. There's a God. No. There are actually reasons. There are scriptural reasons, there are logical reasons, there are historical reasons, there are even scientific reasons to believe that's the truth. <laughs> and there's there's what we call supernatural reasons to believe. You understand? Supernatural. That's my favorite. There are many things that God has done to make sure that there is a witness of himself. 
Do you understand? Now, I want to read some scriptures to you to let you understand that you can actually reason, that there's a reason, that you can really reason out your faith. Right? Let's look at the old timers, how they did it. Acts chapter 18, verse 3 to 5. I hope you're with the Bible. Okay, okay, so let's start from verse 1. And these things, Paul, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because of that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. Verse 3. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them, and by their same occupation, they were tent makers, right? They were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. What he says, he says he what? Reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. He what? Reasoned. So in other words, he used his brain. Someone said that God, God, <laughs> God washed away your sins and not your brain. There is a brain that God gave you, a mind. Let me say this. God gave you an intellect as part of the package. So why is that your intellect should be dropped when it comes to your Christian faith? No, there are reasons. There's logical reasons. You can draw logical conclusions, even from the scriptures themselves. Studying the scriptures, you can see logical conclusions. Christianity and the intellect go hand in hand. They are not separate. They are not separate. Do you understand? They are not separate. Even the things that cannot be in quotes explained like that, because there's some things that, how did God say God came as a man? okay and so born of a virgin how do you understand now i can't use anything in the natural to explain that to you but i can use one word it's called miracles and i can say that because god is god he can do miracles do you understand there's there's a way around all those things and honestly this is for honest people because in my own experience many people are not honest when you engage them and this is why many christians shy away from all these things because in my own uh, knowledge or experience when christians meet people who are dishonest there are people who are so intellectual in quotes and very very dishonest so they don't allow the normal rational logical way of thinking to to have its place they don't they don't allow that to happen rather they find a way you know when you don't want to believe something when you don't want to believe you always find a way to hang to hook it find a way no i don't no no it doesn't make sense (laughs) Like the people who are still trying to say that something or nothing came from something. And I'm going somewhere because I'm like, ah, this is my backslid though. This one that we're not seeing fire. <laughs> no, this is important. And we're getting there. All right, let's look at Acts chapter 18 verse. Okay, that's him 18 verse 19. So he says, and he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. So he entered the synagogue and what reason? That is, what, what what do you mean reason? That he was bringing out facts. In this case, we know that he reasoned from the scriptures because we know that John five thirteen says, "Search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me." So in other words, the scriptures, the Old Testament in that case, because he's referring to these Jews, talking to the Jews, and the Jews hold to those same scriptures, and he's proving to them from the same scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. So he's reasoning with them. What's he doing? He's comparing evidence with evidence. They are making sound arguments. But what about this scripture? He will bring this one, and he will explain what that one means. He pulls down their own argument and builds up a case. Because Christianity is logical. I mean, Bible study is also very logical, very intellectual. There is a place of the Holy Spirit, honestly, yes. But there is a lot of it that has a lot to do with reasoning your mind, your thinking. 
and there are two major reasons that you should actually be a thinker someone who thinks through scriptures who is ready to engage his brain one for your own sake so that you know bible tells us that that this is eternal life to know the one and only true god one and only true god right and his christ so it means that salvation brings you into a place of knowing god wants you to know to have a conviction to have intellectual satisfaction right about the fact that there is a god there is a god there is god and he has spoken through his son he has sent his son he wants that and the second thing is what the scripture says that you should be ready to give everyone an answer because there are some people and many people they deserve an answer when they meet you and like ask you why are you born again why do you have this hope why do you believe in jesus there should be that aspect of this is why i believe in jesus this is why i believe in jesus do you know your why is very well because your why is very important they prove you know why they prove your seriousness to other people why do you believe in jesus glory to god amen <laughs> so acts at that 24 from verse 22 and when felix heard these things having more perfect knowledge of that way he deferred them and said when lysias and the chief captain shall come down i will know the utmost of the matter and he commanded the centurion to keep paul and let him not have liberty that he should forbid none of his acquaintances to minister unto him and after certain days when felix came up to him his wife drusilla with who was a jewish he sent for paul and heard him concerning the faith in christ and he reasoned of righteousness temperance and judgment to come so he reasoned of righteousness which is obviously faith in christ right temperance and judgment to come obviously because it's a judgment to come you get the the crux of it is that christ came so that that day of judgment will not be your day of judgment because he has already you've already been judged in christ and you've been found righteous you've been declared guiltless you've been declared free to go so he's now saying now look at this he says felix trembled <laughs> and answered go your way this for this time when i have a communion season i'll call you so that means even this guy or the governor right felix actually trembled he had Paul reasoned with this guy, brought facts, see, 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 to the point that Felix actually trembled. In fact, Felix didn't really tremble. This other guy at first or something that screamed. <laughs> he said, after Paul defended his faith, spoke, 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 spoke. So reason, reason, reason. The guy screamed with a loud voice. He said, Paul, much learning has made you mad. You are mad. Much learning has made you mad. Right? <laughs> so the point is that you see that the thing actually got through. He got through to the guy. But you see, there's this part of man. Just because you are logical or you can actually defend your faith logically and scripturally does not mean people will believe. They will still decide. They can still decide whether to believe you or not. Acts chapter 17, verse 13. Now, let me say this. At times, you just have to sit down and learn God's word and not really... As much as this place for fireworks, and you know I do fireworks better than anyone. But, but at times we just sit down and hear God's word. Acts 17 verse 13, But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge of the word of God preached by Paul, they stirred the people, okay? Verse 16, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore he, he disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons in the market daily with them that he met to them. So he disputed. Notice the word disputed. Disputed. That word disputed means to thoroughly to, to discuss, to argue, to have a converse, to ponder. So they are seeing that Paul well, did not just rely on because we're going to look at when logic is not getting through, what do you do? I'm actually going to look at that. But <laughs> I know some of you say, I already know, but you don't know it this way. Trust me. 
All right. So this one reason he reasoned with them. So you see that reason is very very essential. Don't don't think that because you know, for example, the supernatural, you know how to these people, you, you will not reason. No, there's a place for reasoning. There's a place for intellectual discourse to talk about your faith, to be confident, to speak concerning your faith. There's a place for it. Glory to Jesus. There is a place for it. All right. So he says he disputed the synagogue with Jews and devout persons at the market daily with them that met him. So this is a man that was really giving out answers. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? And some, he seems to be a setter forth of strange God, which he preached. Because the preached and resurrection. And they took him and brought him to Aerophagus saying, da, 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 da. Let's just move. Now look at this. Verse 24. You bring certain strange things to our ears. We would, we would like to know what these things mean. Now it now explains why. It says, for all the Athenians and strangers which are there spend their time doing nothing else but either to tell or say something new. So these were people that were after knowledge. Very, very, they were the intellectual class. Very intellectual and everything. Now, let me say this. There are different kinds of people that require different kinds of knowledge. So, for example, a child doesn't require you to go and bring out lexicons and different things. No, a child does say, oh, Jesus died for your sins and everything. Yes, we, we, people saw him, you know. First Corinthians 15 tells us that people, there were witnesses. Luke tells us also. So you can actually say there were witnesses. We know he, he came and he rose from the dead. That's enough for a kid. That's enough for someone who is very simple and who doesn't know so much. But there are people that need to be convinced because of their background knowledge. They need to be convinced. Hallelujah. So, now look at Paul. So Paul is in this place where they have lots of these intellectuals who would love to do nothing all day, just lie on their backs and talk about or gossip or talk about new information, Plato, Aristotle, all those kind of things. So then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. <laughs> oh God, what is this? Oh, please, it's too early. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ignorantly worship him declare unto you. So Paul, when you are preaching the gospel, there has to be a wisdom. There's a wisdom, there's a way of using things around you to bring your point across. But in this case, you're going to see him using that to now present an intellectual discourse, to, to make a presentation concerning his faith. So verse 24, God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is the lord of heaven and it dwells not in temples made with hands so he is reasoning hope you know that he's reasoning here he's actually reasoning he says that god in the heavens so he refers that god the lord of heaven and earth that means he made heaven and earth he said he does not live in temples made with hands that means this temple is too small this temple is an insult he's talking about the temples that they erected in that place so he's appealing to their Lord, like logically think about it. Think about it. Do you get think about that? And this is what we call uh it's just is logical, but it's also called apologetics in a sense. You know, that was a defense of the faith. You should see that you should think this thing through, right? It says verse 25, it says, Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing that he gives to all life and breath and all things. So he's reasoning with them, he's reasoning with them verse 26 and has made of one blood all nations of men to dwell of all the face of the earth and has determined the times and appointed before appointed and the boundaries of their habitations that they should seek the lord 
So he busy, he says all that. Then he now says, verse 29, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think as that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's devices. So are you seeing that he's following a very intellectual process? He's saying, look, that this God is so big, so this, so that. He even calls it where his offspring. So therefore, we should not represent him with graven images, with art and everything. There's a satisfaction of the intellect. Is a, you know, you can follow the process and say, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. Christianity is not like, ah, no get sense. You understand? Of course, when you're in a power meeting, anyway, we're going to, you're going to see that even that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in answer, and the times of ignorance, God winked at it, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day in which he would judge the world in righteousness by the man who he has ordained. He's, now he brings in that man who is Jesus Christ. He has given assurance to all men that he has raised him from the dead. So he's saying the proof of the assurance he has given to all men. You get that this is the case. He has walked the miracle, he has raised him from the dead. <laughs> of course, when they heard of the resurrection from the dead, some mocked and others said, We will hear you again on this matter. So, of course, some people just dismissed it. And, what are you saying? Which, which dead person was raised? I beg. But I'm trying to show you with these verses of scripture that that there is actually a a discourse like you don't believe your faith is just whatever no um of course i'd love to read acts 19 i'm gonna read acts 19 you see he, he actually reasoned in the house of one tyrannical but you see that in the end reasoning doesn't always get the job done because you see cases where he was really reasoned they threw him out this one he reasoned they mocked him right so reason is important the point that you must have that don't say i'm supernatural i i don't have sense i don't reason i don't know what why my faith why i believe what i believe what i believe you should know those things but then on the other hand we now have a weapon right so i'm going to read some very very interesting stuff this is what i put down however to authenticate your reasoning and give further evidence of the things you are saying god gave us the supernatural so God knew that the intellect of men is not enough. In fact, the Bible tells us in First Second Corinthians, I think, four, that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should shine on them. So, people's minds. Satan has intellectually blinded people's minds. Some with religion, some with intellect, atheism, and everything. People's minds are blinded. The way you blind a person's mind is with contrary knowledge. Their minds have been blinded, so they, they cannot see what they are saying. Sometimes you are actually telling a person, giving a person facts. They're giving a the person fact, but because they are blind, and when the person, when you have knowledge, when you know something, you become emotional about the knowledge that you have. Many of us, the truth is that we are really emotional about the knowledge we have. We're emotional. We're not really, really as logical as we think. Where we can be quite emotional. And the the truth is that if somebody comes to say that your thing that you believe, uh, I don't think it makes sense. What are you saying? What nonsense? What? What? Sit down here. Let us. <laughs> You get you can get very emotional about these things the same with other people so many times knowledge is not enough you are going to talk to someone and you are reasoning with the person do you get the truth is that it is when reasoning meets honesty or honest reasoning meets honest reception that a miracle of salvation can occur if people are not honest right uh-huh they're not honest is either you know reason is honest or maybe that is the person who is honest who doesn't believe is maybe you do not supply enough information to convince him or her but people can be convinced with knowledge it's not just the supernatural because supernatural you are going to see was given to us so that people can also believe however it is not the only thing because you see that jesus Jesus spoke about himself right but he also walked the supernatural so it's like a two-sided thing if this one works for you you believe fine if it doesn't 
you don't believe this other one who is like a backup now there are things that i'm just going to be reading them out here as i put them so the, one of the things that he gave us i mean in the supernatural you're going to look at miracles right miracles or when we say supernatural i'm looking at i'm going to call it miracles and prophecy right aha uh-huh. so the overall content of faith can be shown to have come from a divine source due to the presence of miracles and prophecy in other words we can know it if a man truly speaks on behalf of god if you were able to back it up with miracles are you seeing that so now what is the reasoning process behind this it's like look you are representing someone right god you are going to talk on god bible calls us god's ambassador so you are representing god to go and talk to somebody and you're like god loves you okay he died for you abed uh this that, 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 that he rose again you don't mean it he came as a man wow what a wow <laughs> hey is there what's that uh he raised the dead he said ah mad but obviously that's mockery how do we know you are telling the truth you linus how do we know it's simple by what backing it up with evidence now the question here is what evidence are you going to give the person or give concerning the person who made the world who made the logical rational world if the world is logical rational like he made a god actually made a logical rational world in the sense that the way things work that's why you can study it if it was not rational or logical you could not study science cannot happen if god did not make a rational logical world you can study things it's calculated you know that's it it makes sense that's the point the world is hinged on the foundation of sense it makes sense so therefore if you are going to say there is a god right aha it means that that god will have to do something beyond the ordinary beyond the organized sensible world that i can easily comprehend because if you can say okay uh, the proof of god right uh-huh. first okay first of all remember we said the proof of god is that god is seen in everything right yes but you now can't say jesus is the way so you move beyond just god is seen in everything but you say jesus is the way ah how do i know jesus is the way how am i sure that that is the one god the one and true god that is separated from all these other gods how can we be sure that god would have to do something beyond the rational logical world in other words a disruption a suspension of the principles that govern the world and that is where you now see miracles because miracles are just that miracles are to suspend bend with do whatever with the laws of nature the laws of the laws of you know whether it's time space matter it is to is to mess with those things to achieve something that's the miracle so miracles right have to be worked miracles tell us that okay if truly this god sent you then he would do something beyond the ordinary because god can do anything right he's omnipotent you can omnipresent omniscient so he would do things that show us his capability for us to know that it is god that sent you how many of you got that how many of you got that i hope you're writing <laughs> right i hope you got that okay so you back it up with miracles right uh-huh in this way a certain religion can be distinguished from all false religions so let me say this that the truth is that uh christianity is not the only in quote religion that has signs and wonders we have other religions that have in quotes 
signs and wonders. We actually call them lying signs and lying wonders. And they are lies because it's the enemy who tries to use those things to deceive. Because, I mean, the enemy can walk some things that look supernatural. But the way we know that, you know, this is God, the difference between counterfeit fake religion, right? And uh, whatever. Okay, first of all, you know, in all the the gifts of religion. There's one that, that Satan cannot fake. It's called wisdom. What of wisdom? God's wisdom cannot fake. What of knowledge can be faked? But aside from that, the way we actually trump those things, the way we trump those things and we deal with them is just the same way Moses dealt with the magicians in Egypt, the way he dealt with them. How did he deal with them? So he cast a rod, became a snake. They cast their own rod. What did he do? His own rod swallowed their own. So there's a superiority if you are ever challenged, say, oh, the real God and everything, say, oh, is it miracles you're working? We work our own miracles. Say, okay, no problem. You can actually switch off their own in quotes, miracles. You have authority. So the separating thing is not power alone. The separating thing is authority. You have authority. It's not just that you can work miracles on behalf of, of, of the Lord, but you have miracle, you have you have authority to back that up. Authority, the right. In other words, we are the legal ones in this miraculous plane. Any other thing is a gungun that should be that should be aware of the express that is about to go <laughs> so let's let's move <laughs> all right now another thing is this there's this analogy of the king's seal that the king's ring you know you have this seal that the king has you know, on his ring that he uses to seal to endorse to stamp that he is behind this if you remember the story of daniel right when they threw him in the den of lions and then they put something over it then they, they put a seal of the king's ring in other words the king and then you cannot reverse this okay so now look at this you know a messenger truly speaks for the king if the message comes with the king's seal right so if the king was going to send a messenger he was going to, he was going to send a messenger with his seal with the thing that authenticates that is the king and miracles and prophecy are like the king's seal for a message that purports it to be from God. You understand? Miracles and prophecy actually bring credibility. We say prophecy because Christianity is hinged on prophecy. Prophecy in this sense was forth-telling, foretelling. Forth-telling, which is speaking on behalf of God, thus says the Lord, right? And in that you can find foretelling, which is you say, this shall come to pass. In those days, it was so serious. They say, if a prophet speaks that this shall come to pass and it doesn't come to pass, stone him. So if I was a prophet in those days, most likely what I'll be doing, I'll be giving prophecies that will come in 400 years' time. Any prophecy I just hear that is going to come up tomorrow, I won't say it. God will have to burn my mouth. I'm going to open my mouth to talk. If not, I'll say, Lord, in 400, I'll, you know, I'll say, Lord, all my prophecies are about Jesus Christ. I'm not prophesying anything else. Thus says the Lord, a stem shall come from Jesse. That's probably Isaiah. A stem shall come from Jesse, the root of this. When shall it happen, man of God? Oh, I see, I see, I see. Two thousand, four thousand years in the future. Uh, say, okay, okay, it's good, it's good, it's cool, it's cool. Because nobody there will be alive that time to confirm. <laughs> Everybody will be dead. But honestly, this is stone and kill prophets. I, I really pity those people that were like <laughs> that. Maybe their prophecy was like in three, three or four hours or something like that. Uh, that's just, I mean, some serious stoning. <laughs> Let me continue. So these modes of credibility, which is miracles and prophecy, are the criteria by which we determine whether or not a doctrine has truly been revealed by God. So in other words, there has to be a miraculous element. There has to be. And that is why you see your Bible from Genesis to Revelation is full supernatural. 
there has to be things in there that, are, that have come to pass, have come to pass, have come to pass, have come that happened, happened, that was confirmed to let you know that, look, the guy talking, <laughs> this is a servant of God, a representative of the Most High, not just any kind of thing. It has to be that <laughs> as every single book is the list, there must be something there, something there, some element, some element of it. <laughs> okay? Now, these things, this credibility, these things like prophecy, the supernatural and all that, they allow us to make a rational judgment of the credibility of the person that is speaking. So they're saying that this is one way that you know. This is So you now see how the supernatural comes into authenticates the rational word of God. It comes a look that if the supernatural is involved, yes, it brings credibility to what you are saying because you are speaking on behalf of God and God is known for being supernatural. So therefore, if you can do some certain things, it's proof that this guy, no, 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 we should listen to him. We should listen to him. <laughs> so this is believable and it is not irrational to believe. God has stamped his revelation with certain identifying marks so that a true revelation from God can be distinguished from all the false claims by phonies and charlatans. Are you seeing that? Yes, you can actually distinguish that this is this is actually, you know, this is God. And it makes sense. It's logical. It's rational. Do you get miracles are rational? Miracles are not irrational. I don't believe in miracles. Sorry for you. Miracles are rational. They follow the rational process. If, there's, if you are speaking on behalf of God, you should be able to do things beyond the ordinary. It's simple. It's rational. See that? <laughs> so, now, you can see that even with this, that when it comes to things like believing how the good Jesus come as a come born of a virgin, how can I be a Godhead, uh, the Trinity, all those things, it is by, we understand, the supernatural. When you are seeing so, because there are, some, there are certain elements there, right, in the gospel and the word of God that, that look unexplainable they look like you should just believe on blind faith there's no evidence in quotes you understand <laughs> but we are seeing that no that there's actually evidence the evidence is that you walk the supernatural the supernatural covers those ones it tells you that look you can trust this thing i'm saying because it's from an authority you understand it's the same way for example they told you when you were in school that they will have nine planets abby that's what they said i don't know if that's, that's what they're still saying but they say you have nine planets, we have nine planets. Then later we found out it's not true. But we just believed it blindly, like I just said it, because an authority that we believe said it. Do you get? So he was authorized. Why? I have studied, I've looked in my telescope, I've done all that. I'm authorized to, to say this. So the same way, we can actually believe the Bible and believe people that spoke God's word, the prophets and everything. Why? Because they were authorized by a higher power and they gave evidence of their authorization, prophecies and miracles. Glory to Jesus glory to jesus wow now just himself often appealed to miracles as a proof of his divine character so that even christ when he came he appealed to what miracles as proof of his divinity he didn't just rely on what he said he used miracles as proof of his divinity for example look at the first one. after john the baptist sent messengers to ask jesus if he were christ jesus replied go and report to john what you hear and see the blind receive their sight and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Do you see that? John was disillusioned at that point. He was in jail and just discouraged and like, look, are you even this guy I call the Christ? We don't even know again because John expected that he would come and rescue him. The guy rotted there and his head was cut off. Sad. Anyway, so Jesus replied him and said, look, the blind are seen, the lame are walking. He just spoke about miracles. Look, look, look. 
you would that no one else that if this person is not if i'm not god if i'm not the one you're looking for i will not be doing all these things so he sent that as a message to him sent that as proof as evidence sealed that and sent it back to john in other words when john should hear this it should be sufficient evidence evidence to calm the guy down that the lame walk the blind see and all those things matthew 11 verse 2 to 5 Okay, John chapter 10, verse 37, 38. It says, if I do not the works of my father, I do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works. Are you seeing that? So he's saying that, look, the reason why you should believe me is because of the works I'm doing. I'm doing the works of my father. I'm doing the works of God. I'm working miracles. These miracles are the works of my father. There's no way I can do these things without that. Even Nicodemus had to come and say, the only look at what Nicodemus said. I think that should be John chapter 3. Nico, Nico was so taken aback. It's like, oh my God, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Oh my God, blow my mind. John 3 verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Come from God. For no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. I see that. He said, look, forget it. There's no man that can do this stuff that you're doing unless God has authorized him to, has given him divine appointment to. You understand? There's no way. <laughs> he made it clear there's no way. So, it, it further butchers our point that the supernatural, right, brings credibility to you. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom brings credibility to you. When you can perform miracles, when you can heal the sick, when you can cast out devils, when you can raise the dead, it brings evidence, credibility to you that what you are saying is true. He says, look at the third time that Jesus, third, third instance that Jesus actually, you know, made the same statement. That was Mark chapter 2 verse, I think, 32. Believe in me when I say that I am the, in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. See that? So he's, he keeps on pointing that, look, the works, the works, the works, the works, the works. These works are proof, right? They are proof that <laughs> I am divine. Okay. Okay, for your question, he's saying, how about these quotings? He uses more theology than supernatural. Does that mean he's not showing enough evidence? Well, as I said, rational thought is not enough in the sense that some people that will be satisfied with that one and there are people that will not be. And so... When you have both, you you increase the upper down. I know of people that have seen the supernatural and still say they don't believe. Because if a person doesn't want to believe and is obviously dishonest, the person, no matter what you show the person, the person will find a way to argue his way out. And people that can pray for them, they'll say, ah, it's the medicine I took that, that made me healed. Yeah. They don't want to be, because they, they know what it means, that there's a God. It means that their worldview is wrong. It means that they can't be living their lives anyhow. It means that there's a judgment. It means that whatever, they are willing to risk their eternity <laughs> on some intellectual nonsense. So definitely, you know, have both. That's points. Have both. Don't have just one. Have both. Right? When questioned on his authority to forgive sins, look at that. On his authority to forgive sins, Jesus said, which is easier to say to this paralytic? So there was the paralytic, the one who carved the hole in the roof. He says, which is easier to say to this paralytic? Your sins are forgiven you or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. In other words, which is easier? Your sins are forgiven or to say what? Arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know the Son of Man has power to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I said to you, arise, take up your bed and go home. 
and immediately he rose, took up his bed, and went out in the presence of them all. So all were amazed and glorified God, say, We never saw anything like this. That's the point. We never saw anything like this. So he says, I can forgive. He told him, Man, your sins are forgiven. And you're like, What do you mean? How, how can this man say that blasphemy? Who, who gave you authority to forgive sins? He said, To prove to you, I have the authority to give, forgive sins, which is a supernatural thing. To prove to you that I will have the authority, I have the authority to forgive sins. He now did something that is still is on the same plane of forgiveness of sins, which is supernatural, which is what he went and he raised that paralytic. So in other words, if I can raise this paralytic, right, it means I can also forgive sins. That's what it meant. I can also forgive sins. That's just what it means, right? Aha. Uh-huh. So it's not easy to raise the paralytic. You get, in other words, I'm not making, I'm not just making mouth. I don't say your sins are forgiven. No, to prove to you, I'll raise the paralytic. Then I'll still forgive the sin, <laughs> because the truth is that forgiveness of sin is actually, let me use the word harder, but it, because it's, it's it's not sin, you can easily just say it. All right. So you got, is it like they say they never saw anything like this? So that just buttresses the point. Now look at uh, John chapter 20 verse 30, 31. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe. Look at that. These were signs are written so that you may believe. In other words, these things are pointers to him. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Are you seeing this? So, the reason why we see signs and wonders in the Bible is that we may what? Believe. That is why. That is why. That we may what? Believe. Right? Yes. So that is, and there are other, you know, there's proof of this. You're going to see the, the people who healed the paralytic. You see people came and many will believe they were, they were persuaded because of what they saw. They saw that notable miracle. Acts chapter 8 verse 5, it says, Then Philip went on to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes were with one accord, listened to the things spoken by Philip. Why? Because they heard and saw the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. So they listened to him because of the things that he did. The miracles showed that he was authorized. That if this guy could do these things, this guy is probably authorized by God. I better shut up because I can't do this and I should listen to him. Glory to Jesus. Okay, so with that, I think we can draw a, a line and, and say that, yes, it's actually very important. The part of reasoning is extremely important. But the place of miracles is equally important. You can't ditch miracles and say i'll just run with intellectual you would jam express and you can't ditch the intellectual and just go for miracles alone no you must have a reason god wants you to have both god wants you to have both in your life glory to jesus he wants you to have both amen yes he wants to have both if you came for our healing surge that we had uh, the other day you will know that <laughs> we did both amen we did both and uh, the, the point of it was that we a lot of people got healed and miracles happened, spines straightened, different things happened. And that proved to people, look, that this is God at work. Because no man can do these signs except what God be what with him. In this case, God be in him. Glory to Jesus. So, uh, I like that. How do you switch to the supernatural? Very, very good question. <laughs> that is what I have entire teachings on. <laughs> entire teachings on, on Telegram. T.me slash Pastor Essien, I have links. I have links. You can also just go to psc.essien on Instagram and check my bio. You'll see where you can actually access my teachings directly. All right. So you can actually go check that because that's what we do. And that's actually what we do on Move of God, where we explain the supernatural and how to, the how to's of it. You can't, it's not, if we want to, if I want to sit down and start explaining the how to's, that's not what this meeting is for. 
so they're available there and then this is the move of god where we teach these things every single day so, but this one is to what i'm doing here is to bring an awareness to you to bring an awareness for you to start honestly you can actually start with what the teachings of consciousness on the telegram store glory to jesus all right so with that does anybody have questions does anyone have questions okay so when you talk about rationale are we using only words from the bible or like theological doctrines as well okay so the best form of apologetics because apologetics is to defend the faith to give reasons you get to give reasons for your faith the best form of apologetics is to actually explain from the bible it's from the bible i noticed that everything that we're doing was anchored on the bible now there are stems of apologetics that actually use things like history for example they may say eh, you are talking is by 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 but the truth is that from the bible you can prove the bible's validity because from the bible you have like those prophecies that came to pass there are over many of them there are prophecies about places that were going to be leveled and become places where people put their fishing hooks and nets and they happened right because if you want to use history or archaeology or whatever scientific whatever you will still have to go to the scriptures to find what you are you know you're going to trace it to so the scriptures actually is the number one thing if it's 90 percent of what you need for projects you need to, to know your bible properly and if you know your bible properly you are able to explain from there this is why this is why this is why for example can you explain the resurrection of the can you explain the resurrection of jesus christ you understand and there's you know it's, it's there it was on its own it is a logical piece you understand that's why you see they give evidence right look at first corinthians chapter first corinthians chapter 15 it says moreover verse one moreover brethren i declare to you the gospel which i preach to you which also you have received and when you stand i declare to you by which you are also seen if, if you keep in memory what i preach to you unless we have believed in vain so he says you keep it in memory in other words this is knowledge i'm passing on to you keep it in memory verse 3 for i delivered unto you first all all that which i also received how that christ died for our sins according to the scripture so in the bible that means there's one place that gives tremendous evidence is the scriptures the scriptures is an anchor and they're talking about old testament in other words there are prophecies that spoke about what he was coming to their timelines in fact daniel from the time of daniel, daniel actually prophesied how many years it will be till christ came and he was spot on exact there are many proofs and evidence in the old testament that tell us these things right verse 4 and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture so he was prophesied in the scriptures and this became an event in history that can be proven to today you understand this is now where you now you can now look out for other kinds of evidence for because they are like flavius josephus who begins to talk about the fact that say they hung the issue so he actually gives evidence that there was a christ who that died do you understand and there's lots of evidence there's evidence even in the apostles the life of the apostles how all of them died for what they believe there are reasons there are things that are tangible and all within the scriptures you don't have to go out to be looking for things you understand it's very interesting to be going out and looking for when you've not studied or mastered the one inside and that's just by studying your bible that's bible teaching simple you understand aha but apologetics has a lot to do with giving reasons you get you know there are some things that are not really really apologetics like that like um, those are reasons within the faith so for example why should we not wear trousers and all those things okay that's from form of what we're talking about the faith itself defense of the faith of what you believe why you are a christian what you believe right uh, now but not but look at it verse four and he was buried and rose okay verse five and that he was seen of peter and of the twelve and after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once 
whom the greater parts remain but some have fallen asleep. So, and it was seen of James of all the apostles. And last, it was also seen of me. So he gives evidence that, look, this thing is not something I just came up with. This thing was actually seen, right? Aha. Someone like John will say, these things we have tasted, handled, touched of the word of life. In other words, nobody, this is not something that we just cooked up. This is something that we have experienced that is actually true, that is real to us. It's not something fabricated. It is actually true and real to us. Right? Aha. We are reading a lot from scripture, but then how do you know if scripture are valid? Like someone comes to me and ask, how do you know that the Bible was not made up? Well, as I said, again, again, we know it was not made up because of the principle of prophecy and miracles. Part of it, which is that the prophecies there have come to pass. Do you understand? Prophecies accurately have come to pass. They have come to pass. It's not made up right first timothy or second timothy chapter second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 tells us he says and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation so it tells us why the bible was written it makes you wise the word what wise is the word sophia in the greek it means to be skillful unto salvation in other words if you study the scriptures, which is basically the old testament because the new came from the old it says that you will be wise to salvation you will understand salvation verse 16 and all scripture is given by the inspiration of god so look at this it is given by the inspiration of god god inspired it god did not write it god inspired people to write it scripture scripture just means to write It's what graph is means to write it was given by what the inspiration of god right so we, it tells us you know this is how it came about people were inspired and wrote on behalf of god you understand and that's why you also see prophecies that came to pass. You see the supernatural in their writings and all that. They were inspired to document events, Balaam and the donkey talking. There are many, many things, supernatural things that they were inspired to write down that are just not hearsay. <laughs> okay? It's infallible. It doesn't contradict itself. Okay? What if the person you are speaking to discounts the entire Bible? Well, the truth is that the person discounts it, then you have no business with the person. Because as I said, look at this. I said that God has actually made it rational enough for people to believe. Today, we have a new wave of people that, are, that have a belief system that is not according to God's standard. Their own idea of rationality is just stupid. How can you see an organized, intelligent world and you say that it's just there that by itself? How can you see an organized, intelligent you as you are and you just say that there's no, that, that doesn't, it doesn't prove there's a God? When you leave that boundary of logic, when you leave that basic fact or foundation of logic everything else you're going to say and conclude is going to be trash pure trash that's the truth so there's no need so you know bible we say bible was completely made up and everything uh, i said there are some things you present amen anyway i'm coming out with a course very very soon in a few weeks a course on all this we're going to go one by one one by one one by one but you sign up and register for that one <laughs> Understand, and you, I will, I will tell you guys your registration fee later. But then you prove it. Glory to God. All right. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. First Peter one sixteen four. We have not followed. We did not follow commonly devised fables when we made known the power of coming Christ. But we were what eyewitnesses of His Majesty. We were what I. We were there. <laughs> Do you understand? We were there. Aha. Uh -huh. You see. You see that. So that just basically you know speaks volumes, and I believe that. If you have this, you can listen. This is on YouTube right now. It's streaming on YouTube right now. You can actually go sit down and think or think this through. Listen to it again. Listen again. The, the message will also be available on Telegram once it's processed. You can go think through, listen again and again and again, and come and you know and realize that yes, I can actually can explain 
you can explain, you can give a reason for the hope that is inside you. And of course, the major way to get this done is to know your Bible, be conversant with your Bible, right? Glory to God.